everybody. I used to pray when I was 16. If I didn't make it, then I'd probably make my wrist bleed. Ultimately, turn my nightmares into big dreams. New weekend review. After hours. I was singing notes while my I know I'm a little late on it, but here we are. In the snow before I ever made my wrist freeze. I was blowing smoke, had me dizzy like a lesbian. Niggas had no homes, we were living in the dead streets. You couldn't find me like I'm off. Cover girls jumping out the page like they pop. Spending all my money on these niggas that I brought. Taking care of families for my brothers when they locked up. And I had nothing to believe in. Double cup leaning. Couldn't even breathe in. For that money I was feeling. Catholic was the mission, but that was never leaving. Oh, yes. We're going to dive into the weekend album. One of my favorite tracks off it. This one's in your eyes. long but I think they're just long enough. Let's get it. called Save Your Tears. That is by The Weeknd. That's off the album After Hours. Also one of my favorite songs. Very like uh, throwbackish to the 80s, but also kind of futuristic in a way. I, I like it a lot. Um, and let, let's get this thing started, man. Welcome to episode 42 of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield. I'm back today to discuss and give my thoughts on the new weekend album, After Hours. Um, it is May 20th today. I think I'm putting this up today. And the album came out March 20th. I know I'm a couple months late, but if you listen to the last podcast, you heard why. 
Um, and I just kind of, you know, I just have like the itch right now, I guess, to podcast. So I just feel like coming in to talk about some of my favorite music. But before we jump into it, I want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who is streaming and downloading this podcast. I appreciate you very much. Uh, I'm nothing without you guys clicking the links. So thank you very much if you're hearing my voice right now. I'm not going to hold you guys too long. Let's just get into the album. So for starters, After Hours is the weekend's fourth studio album after Kissland in 2013, Beauty Behind the Madness in 2015, and Starboy in 2016. Um, And I think so far this is maybe his second best album behind uh, Starboy. As far as his best projects, I think House of Balloons was the best mixtape. But as far as successfulness, this was the number one album for the weekend in terms of sales and streams. It had over one point, um, I think it was 1.02 million users uh, pre-added the album on iTunes before it even came out, which was the most in Apple Music's history. And let me pull up these streaming numbers real quick. It did very well, including uh, the record of the year, Blinding Lights, which I will get into a little bit later as uh, record of the year, in my opinion. Uh, it's doing very well on the charts, and I think it'll stay there for a while. You know, The Weeknd is one of the biggest pop artists in the entire world, and he hails from Toronto, Canada, and, you know, EXO and whatnot. And like I said at the top, this is personally not my favorite project from him, but I did enjoy it. The reason it's not my favorite is because I just don't think there's as many records I enjoy overall. Let me get to the track list here real quick. I did enjoy the intro Alone Again. I thought Alone Again was a good lead-off. I thought it was a good way to start the album. His voice is very distorted in the second half of this track. And uh, he does that a lot on this album. And I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of it. I like when he just tries to do the pop thing or when he's really just getting into, you know, songs like uh, Glass Table Girls and whatnot off the earlier work, of course. But, you know, where it's just dark, moody singing. And this is kind of a mix of both, but very auto-tune-ish. You know, Abel uses a lot of auto-tune on this project in my opinion and I don't really think it's auto-tune I think it's just like auto-pitch and auto-correct if you will but you can really tell his voice is a little more grainy it's a little more distorted it's a little more just uh not as pure as the past projects I don't think that's a bad thing don't get me wrong but it's just the fact of the matter and I think that's the kind of sound he was going after you know Starboy was very pop-centric it was very 80s you know maybe even 90s a little bit this is kind of like a, you know some of these songs could be like rock songs if you will and I think Alone Again Kind of reminds me of like a Pink Floyd, maybe like a Led Zeppelin, a little bit in the first half of the song. Just the instrumentation. Uh, nothing that's going on in the second half of the song, really. And then once Weekend comes on and starts singing, you know, it, it quickly exits from the, the rock phase of it, in my opinion. But I did enjoy that song a lot. I thought it was a good opener. The second song, Too Late, I personally did not enjoy the song very much. It's just, it's very forgettable, sorry, in the track list. And, um, yeah, I don't remember much about the song, to be honest with you, looking back. And I did listen to the album yesterday, and it's just one of those songs that I uh, just personally, if it would have been left off, that's fine with me. I'm, I'm a guy that loves like seven to ten songs on an album, and this one has 14. So I'm always going to have a few throwaways, I feel like, just because that's just me as a music fan. That's just my taste. So this would probably be one of the songs that, as a fan personally, I would leave it off my playlist. The third song, Hardest to Love. I enjoyed this song. This is a good song. And Max Martin's on the production. And anytime the weekend and Max Martin get together, it's always very pop-centric. And this is no different. I like the song very much. I think it's moody. And, you know, it's just long enough, three and a half minutes. 
Um, the next song, Scared to Live, was a song he did on SNL, and I also enjoy that song a lot. I think I preferred it live, to be honest with you, kind of like Blinding Lights also. I think when he does the songs live, it's very charismatic, it's very out there, it's very just, uh, you know, he's gotten better as a performer and as a stage presence over the last couple albums and the last few years in his career. You know, I think natural just progression, but also just, you know, being able to really be himself and embody the MJ character and embody the 80s. And, you know, I mean, he knows the comparisons are there. And, I, you know, I, he does a good job of carrying out that theme throughout this album. And, of course, this is supposed to be kind of dark and moody music and whatnot. But I also think that, you know, it's a great mix of songs as well. We got number five, Snow Child. This is one of my three or four favorite songs off the entire project. He's kind of rapping, but he's singing rapping. And while I don't think the second verse is as good as the first verse, I do like how he's talking about how, you know, him and his team, you know, are only six deep. And, you know, it's like they'd stay in the snow with nowhere to go in the streets at night. And, you know, he would go hungry back in the day. And if you know anything about the weekend, you know, him and his friends used to do, uh, they used to get welfare checks and whatnot from the Canadian government. And they would go down to the supermarket and, and they'd steal food off the shelves. And, you know, they would try and find a little loft because, you know, Toronto is very expensive. And they, you know, all five, six of them would get into a loft and they'd have parties and girls and drugs. And it was a very fast lifestyle for the weekend. And this is him kind of just reflecting on that and kind of just showing how far he's come. And then I like how he ends each verse, you know, with saying, you know, this fast life is catching up to me. It's becoming a little too much. You know, Cali was the mission, but now I'm leaving. You know, now I'm going to, you know, I assume go home. You know, who knows where he goes from L.A. I think he still lives in L.A. as of right now. But, uh, you know, throughout the album, the theme is he's running away from the fame and he's running away from L.A. and he has been exposed to what it has to offer and he doesn't like what he sees. And I think Snow Child is, you know, it's only track five, but as far as that theme goes throughout the album, uh, it's very telling. It's a very important song and very necessary in the track list like i said one of my three or four favorite records track number six we have escape from la i enjoy the instrumentation very much metro boomin did a good job elangelo's all over the album as well he's been um he's one of the weekend's friends and he's been one of the main producers on every project the weekend has done since house of balloons and thursday and echoes of silence back in 2011 and as far as Metro Boomin and The Weeknd collabs, I think this is the weakest one so far, but it's not really a hit song. Yeah, that's more reserved for the next song, which is Heartless. But this is more so uh, just, like I said, a story in the middle of him trying to escape L.A. And this is just another piece to that. I don't really think this was meant for radio. And the song itself is almost six minutes long. So it's just one of those songs in the album track listing to where it's supposed to blend everything together and it's supposed to make everything make sense. And uh, I enjoy that song a lot. I really do. I like the instrumentation from Metro Boom and it, like I said, dark and moody and it's not something he always does. Track number seven, Heartless. This song went number one on the Billboard Hot 100 back in December, I believe. It was a hot shot debut and um, it's a very good song. I like it a lot. It's kind of the normal you know, if you will, format for a hit. It's like you have two verses, you have three hooks, you have a bridge, but very good song overall. You know, clocks in at three minutes and 20 seconds and, you know, Low Life was the last time I think Metro Boomin and The Weeknd got together for a collab. I don't think they did one on Starboy and I don't think they did one on the Melancholy EP a couple years ago that Weeknd did. And so... I, I thoroughly enjoy this song. I, I don't think it's the best song on the track listing, and I do think that the lyrics could have been a little better. I do think it's, you know, borderline vulgar, but then again, that's part of the reason of The weekend's appeal. That's part of the reason I think we all like him. 
is because he has, you know, the Michael Jackson talent and he's singing and he can do all this and he can dance. But at the same time, you know, he can get vulgar, man. He can get dirty and talking about partying and chicks and, you know what I mean, just drugs and, and just addiction and, and all that. And, I mean, it is very, it's very dark, but it's also, you know, in a way... It could be relatable, you know. I mean, there could be dudes out there that feel the same way The Weeknd does. Not saying that's me, but uh, I think it's a very relatable song for some people. And I think as far as a hit and as a party turn-up song and, you know, Metro Boomin' and The Weeknd, it's exactly what I thought I would get from a Metro and Weeknd song. I'm going to take a break real quick. The next song, Faith. I like Faith a lot. Faith is basically, I think, a culmination of another theme throughout this album is, I assume he's talking about his ex, uh, Bella Hadid, but he's talking about how uh, he wants her to OD beside him, and she wants, uh, you know, he does, he needs her by him in this life, and he can't live without her, and he struggles to breathe without her, and he struggles to live without her, and, you know, I, I think this album really picked up steam around Snowchild, and I like the production from Metro Boomin' yet again, I think this is three songs in a row now, yeah, looking at the track listing that Metro Boomin' did, because uh, they all kind of sound similar, but uh, like I said, Snowchild is where the album started picking up steam, and, you know, this is no different. This is really leading to the culmination of the next three songs, which are all 80s-centric. But these are all kind of songs where, you know, he is admitting fault and he's admitting shame and he's admitting that he needs her back. And he's doing so in a way where he's kind of begging for her. And I think this is kind of the rap version of it. But the next song, which is my favorite song of the year, I think it is the record of the year. I think it will be the biggest song of 2020. And I think it might be one of the best songs of 2020 so far. Blinding Lights. I absolutely love this song so much. It is such a 80s kind of like Tears for Fears and kind of like 2020s kind of song. It's futuristic and it's from the past and it's present. It's just, it's so good. And just the lyrics are amazing. How he's delivering it is great. You know, I'm running out of time. He's just like... It's very, like, he, he needs help, and it's very, you know, kind of reaching out and saying that, you know, I hate the fame. I absolutely hate all this stuff in Hollywood, and I can't stand it, and it's driving me nuts, but I'm also one of the biggest superstars, and I'm super talented, and you guys love my music, and I can't stop making good music, so I just kind of have to deal with it. And how he needs this woman, who I assume he's talking about his ex, he needs this girl to be able to live his life in L.A., and maybe he's suggesting at the same time, you know, this would work out, just not here in Hollywood. The city has ruined the both of us. And I think Blinding Lights is kind of the tipping point of the album. It's also the best song on the album, in my opinion. And I just, man, that song just makes me want to dance and just the lyrics. It's all over all the radio. And I mean, it's a little overplayed at this point, I know, but man, it's hard to deny how charismatic and how fresh the song really sounds and really is. I mean, it's so, it just makes you want to get up and dance and it just makes you want to dance with somebody you like. And, you know, I, I, I can't say enough good things about this song, man. Blinding Lights is absolutely incredible. Track number 10, we have In Your Eyes. This song is also one of the best songs of the album. I think it's second best, you know, back-to-back -back songs. And like I said, we're, we're picking up steam. And the weekend is, you know, he needs this woman to be able to survive. And he just doesn't know if he can do all this without her, you know. But he can tell in her eyes that, you know, she she wants him. You know, she may act like she doesn't, but he's like, no, you know, I, I, could, I could tell you like me. And, um, yeah, another very charismatic, very 80s, like I said, kind of... Uh, you know, pop anthem, and we Weekend really does a great job of just the charisma and just being so um, out there about it, you know, really, I mean, he really, 
He's dipped his toe into 80s and pop records like this on past albums, of course, but I think these two songs are right up there with some of his best pop work, you know, right with Can't Feel My Face and Starboy and I Feel Like Coming and The Hills and all these songs, you know, even like a Wicked Games if we're throwing it back, which wasn't a real, you know, radio hit or anthem, but that is a song that popped him off, basically, besides the, the stuff with Drake, but these are two of his best songs ever, in my opinion, and I just enjoy the 80s sound. I love old music anyway, so whenever I hear artists today, especially artists I love and enjoy like The Weeknd, do songs like this, it just makes me really happy, and it's just, it's very cool to see, just them kind of giving back, and, well, not necessarily giving back, but just kind of, you know, showing appreciation for the ones that came before him. I, I really enjoy this song a lot, and same goes for the song Save Your Tears. This is track 11. These are two songs I did play in the intro, and Save Your Tears, again, it's just very, um, you know, he's telling her, like, you know, save it for another day. It's like, I don't want to hear you cry. I don't want to hear you complain. This is where he starts kind of becoming kind of a jerk, I think, and this is where the relationship really starts falling apart, and it seems like he's blaming it all still on Hollywood and the fame and the public and the press and all this other stuff and maybe other people in Hollywood that want to get with her and vice versa with him. You know, he was with Selena Gomez and whatnot. Then I think he was with Chantel Jeffries for a minute. So, you know, he's had his fair run and fair crack at all the starlets in Hollywood, just like his ex, who we assume he's talking about on the entire record. And yes, Save Your Tears is a very good song. Like I said, very 80s. Max Martin yet again. So we have three straight Metro Boomin songs from Escape from LA, Heartless, and Faith, and then we have three straight Max Martin songs, and these three are up there with some of his best pop work. Whenever him and Max Martin get together, it is very, very, very good. If you guys don't know, Max Martin has produced all sorts of hit records and pop songs for, you know, Lady Gaga, and The Weeknd, and Justin Timberlake, and all the biggest pop stars ever, basically, he's done songs for them, and it's usually some of their biggest songs. So, Max Martin is like a music genius when it comes to the pop realm of things and whatnot, and yeah, very, very good stretch of the album. My f favorite three songs on the entire album. And this all leads right into track number 12, where I think the album kind of dies down a momentum personally called Repeat After Me, Interlude. This is produced by Kevin Parker, also known as uh, Tame Impala. And he is the lead singer of the band. And I personally just, I don't know what it is. It's just not... The album was leading to something great, and I think the song right after this, After Hours, the title track, is, you know, a perfect way to kind of maybe end the album or end the theme before you get to the outro. I don't really know what the interlude's doing here. It kind of just throws everything off course. I don't know if it's like a smooth tr transition between the 80s and the, the dark and the loneliness and the moodiness of After Hours, the song itself, but... As far as being a bridge for it, I mean, it's it's okay, but it's kind of like the song Too Late and, you know, Hardest to Love and whatnot. While they are good songs, if I had to leave them off, I would. This is one of the three or four songs I would leave off personally. Track number 13, we have After Hours. This song was one of the three singles that came out before the album, and I think this song is incredible. It's basically three different songs in one. So there's a beat change, and there's three different beats, and The weekend goes on and on about Bella Hadid yet again, and I'm not saying it's whack. I, I'm not trying to use you know bad tone, but it's just... Uh, it, it's stuff we've heard elsewhere on the album, and I think he did it better everywhere else on the album. I do like the outro of the song a lot, and once again, it's a song where his voice is distorted, and it's very uh, just kind of auto-tune-ish, and it's very just pitched, and I'm not saying that's bad, but if Weekend were to do this, I prefer songs like, uh, what's the one off Beauty Behind the Madness? What is that song? I forget what the name of it is, but 
he's had songs on other albums where it all comes to a head at tracks 12 to 13, 14. And this one just seems a little underwhelming. I'm not saying it's a bad song. I did enjoy it. But if this is the coronation of the entire project, then I just felt like that could have been done a little better. And that's just my personal opinion. Six minutes long, good song. But I I did expect a little bit more, especially when you consider the outro called Until I Bleed Out. Uh, I don't think it's that great of a record, personally. I'm not a big fan of the outro, and I think it could have been a little better. I think After Hours, that song being the outro would have been fine, to be honest with you. If you would have given me 13 songs, that would have been fantastic. Um, Until I Bleed Out, not that great. It's only 3 minutes and 12 seconds as well. And I don't remember much about the song. I just remember it was a pretty forgettable outro. So as far as songs I would leave off, I don't want to listen to personally repeat after me until I bleed out too late and hardest to love. If you give me 10 tracks, take those four out. I think we have a very solid project. Um, As far as a rating out of 10, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really too big on the ratings. I enjoy the album overall. So I have been listening to it the last couple months. I've been going back to certain songs. Songs I go back to the most often are... Those three, Blinding Lights, In Your Eyes, and Save Your Tears. Although songs, like I said, like Snow Child and Faith are also very underrated and very good songs. So if you guys enjoy The weekend, I highly recommend it. I know it's a couple months old, but this is just my take. Out of 10, I'm going to give this album a 7. I enjoyed it very much. I think it is his second best album behind Starboy. I did enjoy Starboy very much. I like the pop. I like the 80s. And there wasn't a lot of bad songs. And there was like 18 tracks on that album. And only about five or six I wanted to take off. I mean, you give me a 12-song album that's that good with songs like Party Monster and Sidewalks. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's out of here. It's a smash to me. So, yeah. Um, let's see. What do I want to end the podcast on today song-wise? I will play the intro for you guys called Alone Again. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. I appreciate it very much. This was a review of the weekend's album After Hours. Please download, subscribe, do whatever you do. Please share the link, click the link, do what you got to do, tell your friends about it, and I will see you guys later. Thank mm-hmm. you.